BAM Radio Network. These are definitely life essential skills, but how do you get people to realize that it's just not another thing or nice to have? Seems to me that so many of our problems inherit in the fact that we really don't take the time, we don't work to understand how other people see things. Welcome to ASCD Learn, Teach, Lead Radio, where you'll hear engaging conversations between ASCD emerging leaders, leading authors, experts, and practitioners on the topics that matter to today's educators and impact the success of every child. I'm your host, Rachel George, and I'm joined by my guest, ASCD author Tom Herr on Skype, whose latest book is The Formative Five, Fostering Grit, empathy, and other successful skills every student needs. Welcome to the show, Tom. So I just have to start off by saying that I'm really, really excited to be here with you today. Um, I read your book, and it is just phenomenal, and your work that you do in educational leadership every month is absolutely fabulous. So I'm excited to spend this time with you. Well, you're really kind. I mean, the one thing, you know, I've been in education lots and lots of years. I led schools for 37 years, and the one thing that educators are very good at is focusing on what we don't do well, what we didn't finish, and what, what we need to do better. And I think all of us need to step back and look at, hey, here's the success I made, here's how far I've come, and gives ourselves a pat on the back. So the truth. And you know, that's a great segue into the first question. Uh, in your book, you identify the formative five skills that are fundamental for students in finding success in life. Empathy, self-control, integrity, embracing diversity, and grit. So can you describe how you got to the point where you were able to identify five essential skills and how you narrowed it down? Well, it was really fun. I mean, for a long time, I've been really confounded by the fact, I think, that too often we prepare kids for success in school. We focus on getting them to do well on this test, uh, to get a great grade in this course, or to get the right diploma. And those things are all important. Don't misunderstand me. Kids need to be able to read, write, and calculate, period, paragraph. However, comma, that's only the beginning. And what we should be doing is preparing kids for success in life, not just success in school. So I've been thinking about this for actually a decade, and I've been talking to people, uh, looking at what's important, doing lots and lots of reading. And I sat down about two years ago and thought, I really need to be very thoughtful about this. And I started with a number of factors. I winnowed it down, and I came up with the five you mentioned. I had looked at also um, curiosity. We want kids to be curious. But as I think about it, I think about how that's a, a function really of diversity, how that's a function of empathy, looking at things that way. We want kids to be responsible. Well, that's self-control. That's a big piece of that. That's integrity. And I think when we look at these five, if we can, if we can prepare our kids to leave school with these five skills, they're going to be successful in the world no matter what they do. And by success, I don't necessarily mean more money. That may be the answer, but that may not be the answer. They're going to be good parents. They're going to be good neighbors. They're going to be the kinds of people that we want to know. And no small statement, they're going to make the world a better place for all of us. <laughs> That's so the truth. You know, when I read through your book, I got really inspired and it made me reflect on, you know, how can I implement this in my building and how can my teachers use this in the classroom? And then also, how do I approach the skeptic? Because these are definitely life essential skills, but how do you get people to realize that it's just not another thing or nice to have? Going back to my point a few minutes ago, everybody's overworked. Uh, the last thing I want to do is say to principals and teachers, here's another thing to do. I think the way we approach the the formative five is by getting, beginning with attitude, and that is helping people understand that this is really not just a responsibility, but an opportunity. It seems to me that we approach these five in a couple different ways. One would be, sure, 
There are times when it's part of a lesson plan, when we think about it, when we're really thoughtful. But a lot of it stems from teachable moments. It's from, for example, convening a faculty, talking about the formative five, and saying, hey, um, next month is going to be empathy month. What does that look like? Having teachers talk together, what could they do to develop empathy in their classrooms? How can they reinforce it? What should be on the halls and walls? I'm a big believer in ambient learning. There's lots and lots of messages that we can get that we can give when kids walk down the hall. Talking about that, looking at one of these formative five, let's do one this month, let's do one this week, let's talk about how that works, what happens in your classroom, Roland Barth's collegiality, putting people together so they can share and learn together. And the last thing that's, that's a part of that, I think, and you imply this in your question, it seems to me that if this is going to be successful, and I think it has to be, we've got to involve parents. And we're going to involve them differently depending upon our schools, our communities. But at a minimum, they've got to know what we're doing. They're going to be skeptical. We've got to help them understand that we're preparing kids for success more than success in school. At my back-to-school nights, I would talk about this even before I started work on the book. And one of my questions, I've got a great dialogue, back-to-school night, I've got more people there than any other night, and I say to folks, let me talk a bit about success. We all want our kids to do well. So think to yourself, if you will, for just about 10 seconds of two or three people that you think are really successful. So I count to 10. And then I say to folks, turn to your neighbors in, in the audience here, talk about not who these people are, but what are, the, what are the criteria you use? What skills do they have? Why did you consider them successful? Great discussion, and I know it was good because when it was time for me to get everybody's attention, I couldn't do that. They were so busy talking. Well, what that question leads people to understand is that children, students do need to read, write, and calculate, absolutely, but that's only the beginning. And the skills that were in the people they identified often are the skills that we overlook in school. We say we're too busy or we leave that to the church or the synagogue or, or the home. They're so important. I think we all have a responsibility, and parents will get on board. Uh, from my experience, school I ran took a while to get people to understand, but once they did, they were really on top of it. That's great. Thank you. That put a lot of things into perspective and gave me some ideas of how I could go about implementing that. Thank you. You had an incredible amount of resources that were in each of your chapters that were on the formative five. I wanted to call them the fundamental five, but they're, they're the formative five. I almost feel like I'm a, on an action flick with it. It's a great See, title. I'm a basketball fan. I, I tend to call them the fabulous five. So, but you know, I'm with you. Yes, I love it. I especially enjoyed the books and the resources that you had after each of the characteristics. If you had to identify perhaps like the hardest one to teach, even considering that you've included an amazing amount of resources, which one would it be? And then how would you also help assist a teacher in implementing it in the classroom? They're all going to be difficult because we, they take us out of our comfort zone for something that we're not used to pursuing. That said, I think the hardest one may be integrity. And I believe that because I think people often misunderstand the difference between honesty and integrity. And again, don't get me wrong, we absolutely need to teach our kids to be honest, to be trustable, to stay with their word, to do the right thing. But that's only part of it. Integrity is doing that visibly publicly. It's making a statement. It's intervening when you see you're wrong. It's standing up for the right when even your friends aren't doing it. And I think that's a hard lesson because we as a society tend not to do that as much as we should. And I think teaching kids that they have a responsibility, not just to be honest, which they do, but to show integrity by manifesting their honesty, by doing the right thing, regardless of what their peers say. Oh, definitely agree. So going into our fourth and final question, we always end with a gold star question for you. So it's kind of a two-parter. If you were to choose only one skill to prioritize for kids this month, which one would you pick and why? And then also the gold star part, 
if a teacher were to implement this, what would they need to do in order to receive a gold star? Wow. I think I'd make the month longer when I do all five. I couldn't do that. I would probably begin with empathy. And that's the, the fundamental skill with which I began the book. And it seems to me that so many of our problems inherit in the fact that we really don't take the time, we don't work to understand how other people see things. Uh, the recent presidential election, regardless of who you supported, points that out. The balkanization in this country really worries me. So I think we need to consciously make an effort to help kids, students, whether they're 5 or 15 or 18 or candidly 28, take the time to see how other people view issues and understand their perspectives. The way to do that, I think, is by making it a conscious effort, by taking the time not just to look at who does what when you read a book, not just to follow the plot and the characters and what happened, but to take the time to say, why do they think that? What was the rationale? What were they thinking? And help kids do a little probing. In, in my book, I gave a really simple, easy uh, teaching strategy, which is talk with kids about birthday presents and ask them to predict what their friends would want for a birthday present. If you don't have much empathy, you think everybody's going to want what you want. What you want to get kids to do is looking at things from others' perspectives, beginning with their friends. What would they want for their birthday present? Why is it? What would that look like? And then you can go beyond that and speculate on lots of other complex issues with the same goal. And that is if we want children to understand other people, we need to begin by helping them appreciate the perspectives those people hold. Yeah, no, that's perfect. I couldn't have said it better. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Tom. And thank you again, listeners, for listening to this episode of ASCD, Learn, Teach, Lead Radio. Please learn all about Tom's books, including his most recent one, The Formative Five and Fostering Grit, at www.ascd.org forward slash Thomas her. You can also read Tom's Principal Connection, his column in each month of Educational Leadership Magazine. Highly recommend it. Thank you, Tom. You've been listening to ASCD Learn, Teach, Lead Radio. This program is produced by Accretive Media for the BAM Radio Network. Thanks for listening.